This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listens. This is News Talk 1290 CJBK. Jim Chapman, Bob Metz, and Jeff Schlemmer here for Left, Right, and Center. Gentlemen, welcome. Morning, Jim. I, I had an interesting discussion uh, last night. I've alluded to this two or three times this morning with Jack Layton, the head of the federal NDP. Very nice guy. Liked him a lot. Very sharp, bright guy. And uh, although we didn't agree much, we, I think we had a good time together. But he said something at one point in the program that really stuck with me, and I, I cogitated about it last night, and I thought, I'm going to ask the guys tomorrow about this. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase a little because I don't have the exact quote, and, and I, I, I believe I will get it correct. And, if Jack, if I get it wrong a little bit, I please forgive me, but I think I can, I can recreate the comment. We were talking about Canada's defense posture, and he was talking about the missile defense and so on. And his summation for that was that he believed that, relative to terrorism and the threat from attack and so on, that what Canadians should do is to uh, cut our defense spending, um, distance ourselves from the Americans, make it very clear that we are, you know, we're not with the Americans on this, and and increase our foreign aid around the world, particularly in those spots that are that are troubled, where uh, this these thing these problems are coming from. And he mentioned as one of those spots uh, the issues about surrounding AIDS in Africa, that millions of people are dying yearly of AIDS in Africa, and that we should be making a concerted effort to do something about that. And that in in so doing. And in other places around the world, but he did mention that that in so doing, the world would be a better and happier place, and Canada would be the better for it, having led the way. Now I, I listened to Jack speak, and I thought that's a lovely speech, and and uh, those are laudable sentiments. Boy, you know we. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they're well, laudable at all. Okay, well, why not? <laughs> because well, no, 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 let me back up for a second. I don't agree with his conclusion, okay. but I think the idea that we should help people who need help, I, I think that's a laudable. That's a laudable thing to do, help people who need help. Not through foreign aid. Okay. Through trade, maybe. Okay. Through, through, through the creation of open lines. But that's something that people like Jack Layton are opposed to. They, they see foreign labor as scab, people who can take our jobs away. So they'd rather be giving them foreign aid than giving them the trade on which they would, we would both benefit by. Um, that places the countries in the receipt of our foreign aid in a subservient position to us. And we can say, ha-ha, we're kings of the castle. And that's really all foreign aid's about. Um, you know, if you, if you are truly in favor of, of peace, then you would be in favor of individual freedom, of capitalism, of equal rights before the law, of contract law, and above all, of property rights. And any government that's in the business of foreign aid and giving away your money to other people in other countries has to violate your property rights, your contract law rights, your equal rights before the law, has to do everything backwards. Well, what I heard him say last night actually wasn't that he was anti-business, and I know you had asked him about whether it was a good idea to bail out Chrysler, for mm -hmm. instance, and he said, uh, well, we're kind of rethinking that. Like, it didn't seem to me like he was against that kind of thing. I think he's, what he said something was that the banks don't need to necessarily be subsidized when they're doing really well, for instance. But I, I took the, the distinction as one not between whether you give aid or whether you uh, give trade. I thought it was a question of whether you go to war and use force or whether you try and figure out other ways to persuade people. Well, I'm not sure he used uh, even referred to go to war or force or persuade. He simply said he didn't think that Canada should participate in American uh, in, in the so-called continental defense of the United of the America not North America. He didn't think we should do that. He thought we should be reducing our defense spending and he thought that we should be looking to give foreign aid to the people around the world 
Jim. Who, who are so angry with us, and perhaps by improving their lot in life, their Jim. anger would reduce. But I just I well, didn't hear it just being what? money, though. I thought that, I, and again, we can we can sort of frame the issue in a variety of ways. But uh, again, I, I and he didn't have a lot of time to get into the missile defense mm -hmm. thing, as you said. That's the next show. Mm -hmm. But uh, I didn't take him as saying essentially we just have to try and buy people and bribe them. Uh, again, what I really oh, took no, him saying I... was that it was more a matter of instead of telling everybody in the world how it's going to be and sending in a bunch of troops and stuff that he's the more touchy-feely, let's find out why they're so mad and try and uh, figure out if there's a way to, to get some buy-in. And I look at, you know, at the world in the last 40 years and I look at uh, at the progress and, and I think by and large the world is generally a safer place than it was. Uh, people talk about 9-11 as being scary. It's like, well, we live through a Cold War where every day we wonder whether we're going to wake up dead mm -hmm. uh, but from, uh, from uh, tons and tons talks about, which is a lot more that uh, the world's become a smaller place. Russia now wants to become the leading capitalist country in the world, uh, well, according to Putin on the weekend. Except that it's looking like it's reverting to a totalitarian state again. Well, and and who knows why that happens when you've got a, a leader who's saying, we want to be capitalists, you know, we want to be a democracy and all that. Uh, no, they don't. They Russia's want had a bit of trouble, control. Russia's all, had a bit of a trouble with, with czars over the, over the centuries mm -hmm. to start with. But uh, we haven't come where we've got today by war. We haven't got there because we had World War III and beat the crap out of somebody militarily. We've done it because we've worked things out. There's been accommodation, compromise. Uh, and every so often you have to have force, no question about it. But, but most of the progress we've made has been not by force, but by persuasion. So is Jack's position reasonable then, that Canada should reduce military spending, disally itself with the United States, and, and pump more foreign aid into countries that are uh, disadvantaged? What, what I'd like to know is, what, what evidence did he ever give you where any of that ever worked? Is there one example on the face no, of the I planet? Didn't, didn't there is none. Him. And yet guys like him go around yakking about it like it's a given fact that this works when in fact it doesn't. Well, what, what do you, as opposed you know, to what? Where's, opposed well, where's, to an, exam where's what, an example what? where it doesn't work, Bob? Well, Africa. Africa is a disaster. Foreign aid goes into military budgets. It never gets to the people that it's intended to. Well, in I don't think Jack advocates that, but, but I look at, well, you look at foreign aid, look at Germany and Japan after how World can War II. It, how can it end up differently? Uh, you know, they look at Germany and Japan after World War II as kind of the classic example, Marshall Plan, United States pumped they a, a imposed, ton of money into there. They imposed freedom, yeah. capitalism, equal rights, and contract law and property rights and, and on like, both Japan and on Germany, and look what happened. And they had a ton of money, and, and now they're very both, prosperous. They, they had both a social infrastructure, and despite the tremendous destruction from the bombing, they still had a fair economic infrastructure to work with, too, none of which existed. And they rose well, to Germany, giants Germany in the world Germany seemed to be run by Nazis at the end of World War II. I think there was quite a change of leadership uh, as far as a, as a, as a structure there. Not but the point, but, I, but the point I'm making, so there was still there was still a sto social infrastructure. There was still a sense of community there. All, none of those things they had not been destroyed by the war. In many parts of Africa, there's oh no. nothing left. Well, and again, Africa, Africa to me is where we should be concentrating right now. But you look at Iraq. Iraq's a place that has well, a social structure. Well, nobody in structure. Africa is threatening to, to, to destroy our society. Uh, well, well I, as as nobody, I thought they were. I thought that the terrorists that they're thinking of the Spanish it. thing were from Morocco. Well, uh, I know said that most of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there are a lot of people in the Congo who aren't too happy. Uh, you know, and if they could figure out uh, a way to do it, they would be going after whoever they blame for it. Right now, they seem to blame each other. Um, but fundamentally, I guess the question, and again, I think I, I took it a being a question of should we distance ourselves from the United States and, and the approach it's taken more recently, it seems, of imposing, uh, imposing their will by force. Well, I didn't get the to sense, though, that that, what will no, I get the sense, though, that that was just, well, that wasn't what he was talking about. Okay. He was saying that we should not participate in North American defense, for example. He That's didn't, insanity. He didn't, see, didn't see the need for doing that. Well, felt I don't very, either. It's, it's crazy. felt, felt it's very strongly that we shouldn't do that, and that instead of spending money on that and other military things, that we should be giving money particularly, and he particularly singled out Africa. As, Jim, a, Jim. A, no, and let me finish. As a response... 
to the idea that we need to, quote, do something about terrorism. His response was, we need to go to the underprivileged around the world and improve their lot in life, and then they won't want to be terrorists. Well, we've got Donald Rumsfeld saying that uh, right now, in his view, terrorists are being created faster than they can catch them. And to me, it would be useful to find out why they're being created. Like, I don't think when a baby is born, they're born inherently wanting to blow people up. At some point in their life, they decide that that's a good thing to do. Well, because, because... They, because they, they live in countries where the government puts their individuality down. They're part of a collective. They're supposed to well, be part of... Why do they attack other countries, then? Well, because, because of their frustration. No, also, no, 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 I don't think it's got anything to do with frustration. Well, I think it's got a lot they, to do they with They don't know what frustration is. They do it because they're told it's the right thing to do. The authority figures in their lives, for, from, as, oh. from as long as they can remember, are telling them, kill the Americans, kill the Americans, kill the Americans. Well, sure, and it sounds similar, actually, to what I was hearing yesterday about gang culture, the gang culture in Toronto, you know, that, again, people fall under the influence of people who become the leaders in their lives, mm -hmm. if you like, who do persuade them that this is the best way to get ahead in life. Mm -hmm. And to me, we should spend a lot more time trying to figure out, well, why is that? And how do we present a persuasive alternative voice? We're going to pause for just a second. When we come back, Barry will join us. And you're welcome to join us, too, at 643-1290. News Talk 1290. Uh, Bob Match, Jeff Schlemmer with us on Left, Right, and Center. Barry joins us. Hi, Barry. Yeah, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Bob. And good morning, Jeff. Hello, Barry. How are I you? I watched your, uh, your show last night on Rogers 13, yeah. but I also attended uh, two media conferences yesterday involving Jack Layton, one at the UWO and then uh, with Joe Swan. And according to my notes, um, he says that he supports uh, full military resources for peacekeeping. So I never really heard a decrease in uh, military spending but full military resources for peacekeeping for Canada. Mm. So there may be a difference there. So could, could be, and uh, as one of, the, one of our guests noted, we had limited time with him last night, but the, yeah. my recollection of our conversation was that he did refer to a reduction in, in force, but I could be wrong about that. I don't it doesn't, that, but it doesn't change... Uh, notes in my memory that yeah, sure. Hey, Barry. Yeah, it still doesn't change the, 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 the fundamental issue, though, which is, is, is the kind of, of foreign aid and so on he's talking about. Is that a valid replacement for the American approach to national security? Mm -hmm. Barry, did he say anything specific about missile defense? He said he was against the uh, weaponization of space both on Jim's show, I believe, and also at the uh, news conferences. Yeah, he did say that last night. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I think he supports... Because right now our, our military is clearly lacking in many areas, including, like, for peacekeeping, right? So I think it was important to make that clarification. No, okay, well, that's fine. I, I, I'm happy to do that, but I don't think it changes the sort of the gist of our conversation here. Well, uh, I disagree, Jim. Okay, so how would you phrase it then, Barry? Well, when, a, when someone says that they support full military resources for peacekeeping, mm -hmm. I would think that there would be some expenditure in that regard. Mm -hmm. Because clearly right now, I don't think our military, even in Afghanistan, for example, they don't even have the proper uh, uh, military uniforms. Like I noticed that they're actually green in color in an environment that is predominantly brown, mm -hmm. which to me is somewhat ridiculous. So the the peacekeeping role then, and this this fits in with what you know. This was sort of Jack's contention that Canada should should be a kinder, gentler nation and 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 show the way to other nations. So you 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 th that that works for you? I think peacekeeping is very important um, for a country like Canada that doesn't have the resources like the U.S. does for very what have you. Sure. How is peacekeeping different from war? 
Well, when somebody shoots us, us, we don't shoot back? Is that well, how it works? No, I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why do we call it peacekeeping? Why don't we call it the same thing the Americans call it? They call it, well, they call it peacekeeping, too, but we don't think they're, they're peacekeeping. Well, I think there's a difference between peacekeeping and instigating a war. You know, clearly, if you're peacekeeping, if so you're shot at, you have to respond in kind. Mm. But uh, there's clearly a, a distinction there. But um, I think that the Americans, uh, particularly during the Bush administration, has actually initiated a preemptive strike situation that uh, Canada is against. And quite frankly, I support it. But you know, peacekeeping is quite different than uh, taking the uh, you know preemptive strike situation. Okay, Barry, appreciate your call. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, sir. Six four three twelve nine. And if you ever hear anything on the program that you think we is factually erroneous, please do call. Uh, I'm pretty but clear I, in my recollection that that's what Jack said, but perhaps not. Barry heard him uh, twice in one day. I only heard him once. I'd like to address this issue of, of, of weapons in space. I think it's extremely important. No, you've got to get the terminology right, Bob. The uh, people that are opposed to it, it's Star Wars. Oh, well, whatever. That's what I've written down already, Star uh, Wars. That's yeah, what Ronnie a, Reagan called it. Yeah, I know, well, but it's not, ex it's not at all the, the same system. thing. No, that's the way, exactly. Well, that's just a, <laughs> no that's similarity. Just a superficial way to try and dismiss the real exactly. that's going on here. Um, I was privy to a wonderful speech given by Professor Kenneth Hilborn of UWO, who is expert on this matter. And he spoke, his, his essay, which I'm speaking of, by the way, is online on freedomparty.org. If anybody wants to check it out, it's real easy to find. And the name of the article is called Taken by Surprise. And it was all about 9-11 and how we just aren't aware of it. And we, we are absolutely ignorant about what's going on in the world. China is arming. They're sending people into space. The Soviet Union is becoming actually more private-oriented in space, which is going to put them ahead of the race if the U.S. keeps up with NASA. Mm -hmm. um, so we are, we, we are in a position where we have to go into space. And here's the, to, to sum it up in a nutshell, what Professor Hilborn said. There are delivery systems of missiles that can be carried on the back of a truck and can deliver a rocket over the ocean. Mm -hmm. You put a nuclear head on the top of that, you're in trouble. No conventional weapon can catch that. The only thing that can catch it is something that moves faster, namely the speed of light. So you need something like a laser beam or some sort of, quote, Star Wars machine to knock these things out before they do their damage. But the, but the psychological thing that happens is when the world discovers that the U.S. is putting money into that kind of defense, you know what happens? The other nasty countries don't bother creating those weapons because they know they're going to be useless anyway, and they don't want to pour millions into weapons that are going to be proven to be worthless because the, the U.S. can just knock them out with a blink of an eye. Because the problem I have nowadays is that But if the U.S. does not go ahead, they will use those weapons and develop with them. with backpacks. The problem is that, again, to me, uh, wh what I would like to do is to stop terrorism. So what I'm interested in is the guys who are attacking us, figuring out how they're likely to attack us and trying to stop them. The guys who are attacking us nowadays, on last weekend, it was guys with backpacks full of explosives uh -huh. who detonated them with cell phones. That's the vastly more likely way that we're in jeopardy than with somebody shooting a missile oh, that's across a terrible the ocean. That's, and that's so what's a happened terrible is that in the last Jeff. year, for instance, what we've seen is the United States was distracted from looking for Osama. Now they say within the last week they're going to get back and have a big manhunt to go after him. Well, why did it take a year to do that? Because they were distracted. In this case, the question is, we're not talking about millions for Star Wars, we're talking about billions for starters, and I watched a show about laser beams from 747s that are going to shoot down uh, missiles that are incoming. The terrorists that we deal with don't deal with missiles like that, they deal with well, not yet. car bombs. Not well, yet. And we need to deal with the problem today. We don't need to think, well, geez, Buck think Rogers, 20, 30 years from now, maybe they'll have spacesuits and maybe they'll do this and the other thing. We have a big so problem today that we need to do is try and stop the people who are blowing people up. Well, how, that's how what I would 
suggest. Wait a minute, wait. Don't you think they're doing a pretty good job of that? There hasn't been, even if there's an attack today in the United States, they've gone two and a half years with no terrorist attack, no follow-up well, attack. Well, until 9-11, maybe, maybe they've done a great job. Every terrorist attack that ever happened before that was domestic terror. And again, if I get killed or my child gets killed, do I care whether it's by a, uh, a foreigner or no, a... No, no, but you, you, were, you were sort of making the point that they haven't been doing anything. You could turn that around. I don't know if they have or not, but you could turn it around and say, boy, they must have been doing something pretty spectacular because you will remember, Jeff, the evening of 9-11, you and me and Bob and virtually everybody else in North America are waiting for the other shoe to drop. It has yet to well, drop. Well, no, that's simply not the case. It's certainly not in my case, you anyway. And, uh, and uh, You me, thought it that, was over. That bombing has, has no more significance for my life than the Oklahoma City bombing. And in fact, the statistical oh, probability is I'm far more likely to be killed by a handgun if I go to the United States than by a missile. Well, so to me, that's where I would be focusing my effort, if you're interested in trying to protect your family, which I am. So it's great to talk. You know, well, maybe you I should love look, technology. Maybe you need to look beyond your planes. family. Jeff, I love what about your society? Ships. I love all that technology stuff. The problem is they can't afford to do both. You have to focus wait, on wait, the problem you, you just got said today. You were correct. Wait, well, I want to hear this. Your argument is absolutely correct. And first. everything you just said would apply equally during Hitler's reign in World War II. That well, most of us who are going to die today would probably only die from some you know, mishap, murder, or something like that. Because that was statistically true. Mm -hmm. Even though there were millions killed in the war, mm -hmm. there's billions of people in the world. Mm -hmm. well, so you if you're going to talk Hitler, percentages... You tell me who's Hitler today. You who's can make the, guy the same argument. Who's going to send the missiles at us, and we can talk about that. But we have Jeff, Timothy McVeigh and Al-Qaeda are not the same entity. And, and for you to equate them, Timothy McVeigh and Al-Qaeda are not the same thing. Al-Qaeda has vowed to repeat its actions over and over organization. Al-Qaeda is a name, the base. It's a name that's applied to, to any Muslim who does a terrorist act anyway. What we're told is that it was Al-Qaeda in Spain, but not the same Al-Qaeda as Osama is. Well, the two have nothing to do with each other. Does it not those appear, are the guys though, we need to go after. You don't think we're going after them? Star Wars is not going to get those guys. Well, it's we're going to get them on the Star ground. Star Wars is not designed to get those bombs. guys. Well, exactly. That's why we're wasting our time with that. It's and designed the problem to is, get the other guys. If we have mad money that we could go ahead and waste on stuff like that, then great. It's the same as the Bomark missiles in 1960. Did we need Bomark missiles? Were they a good investment? No, they were a horrible investment. Even though at that time there was a credible threat of, of Russian bombers coming at us. But I know it's attractive to Why were they a bad investment then? The Russian bombers never came. Uh, the, 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 the Bomark but missiles were useless. But did they not come because of the Bomark missiles? Wait, no, well, they didn't get, come because of the... Where did you get that where they were useless? Where'd you get that from? Oh, I've read that lots of places over the Have years. Have you? Yeah. Where? Well, <laughs> I'd like to know. I'd like okay. to see well, that where well, it says they're useless. Start by talking about the fact that we canceled the uh, Avro Aero to buy them. Yeah. Okay. Which is from probably there, not what a did smart they ever move. do? Well, they did nothing. They did nothing. So exactly that's fine. the point. But Realistically, was it a few missiles in North Bay in the, in the that stopped the United people, States, stopped the Russians from coming out? Of course it wasn't. It was all the intercontinental ballistic missiles the United States had. Fine. The problem that is today, if you seriously think the biggest threat to Canada is that Russia or North Korea is going to send a missile attack at us, then you just haven't got your eye on the ball. You're not reading the newspapers. The people who are coming after us today... Well, we may very well not be reading people, the newspapers. Again, with car bombs, people who <laughs> are mad as hell at us, and I still have not heard anybody explain to me in a persuasive way why they're so mad at us. You know, you have George Bush say because they hate freedom. It's like, well, we can't afford that kind of banal uh, uh, nonsense if we seriously want to find out what the problem is and rooted out Jeff, and stop it. of all people, so I you thought tell you me would be, how Star Wars you is going to stop envy. the bombing in Spain, and I'm all ears. You tell me what that would have done if, not they, supposed if they had to, had Jeff. a Star Wars system in, in Europe. Jeff, would that have stopped that bombing? Jeff, now, why are you talking about not Star Wars it's and not, terrorism? It's, it's not sorry, designed for that. It's I not designed to stop those people. We were talking about Jack Layton saying he's opposed to Star no, Wars. I thought we were, not we were talking, talking about, about Star Al Wars being there to protect us, and I'm yes. saying from whom? They're not protecting us from the people from who threaten us. From any small guy with a missile. The people who, who, who threaten... There's no small guys with missiles, yes, Bob. Get over are. it. Jeff, small there's, guys a, guy, there's a guy in London, right, there's a guy in London right now who's wow. building a V2 rocket. 
that's great. When you tell me that V2 is the biggest threat to my family, then we can talk. Well, I'm not saying it's then, the biggest threat. I would you say you don't care about other people. people. Who blew up that you. It's just you and your family. Yeah, that's all it is. We haven't caught. The people in Spain are the ones we need to be dealing with today. It's great to talk about Buck Rogers down the road, but we've got a big problem today. Wrong, Jeff. Nobody's been able to catch Spain Osama bin Laden for almost three years now. And yesterday, you wouldn't have wanted to deal with technology in the world. We got to stop the people who are killing today. Okay, I got, I've got to, just one more example. I, you guys are fighting about different things, and that's okay because that's fun. But uh, Star Wars has got nothing to do with Al Qaeda. It's not intended to deal oh, with I those know. people. But here's the here's the precedent for you. In 1941, when the Americans were attacked by the Japanese, Japanese aerial technology was a generation ahead of American. You know why yeah. that was? Because the Americans didn't believe they were going to fight a war. There were there no. were aircraft. Now listen, I'll tell you something. I know a little bit. Well, I do too. <laughs> the, there were there were aircraft on the drawing boards, and in fact, aircraft in American uh, uh, industry in the pipeline coming out that very quickly were going to overtake the best technology the Japanese had until late in the war, when the Japanese had a little surge, and some of their last fighters they came out with were excellent. The the Kawasaki Hien and a couple of other ones were I fabulous aircraft. But the, uh, well, that, now I'm talking about the Japanese here. No, it was, it was a copy of the German jet. But anyway. The hand has on. nothing to do with the 262. Carry on. It Carry wasn't on. a jet aircraft. Uh, so you're reading the wrong books again. No. The point I'm, I'm, the point I'm trying to make is, <laughs> had the Americans done what they're doing now, you said, never mind about worrying about things in the future. They didn't worry about things in the future, and they got their butts kicked all over the Pacific for a year and a half. Prior to World War II, uh, the uh, Americans had recognized that the Japanese were going to attack. They were arming as fast as they could. They were building aircraft carriers. They were trying to uh, adopt uh, designs. Although Although there was an element of racism that they certainly thought the Japanese could not possibly have better technology than they did, but the focus of the Americans was on the uh, on the European war. That's why the P-51 Mustang was developed for the British because they realized that the Spitfire was near the end of its of its run. Well, in fact, so, that's not true at all. It wasn't anywhere well, near the end of its run. They really well, flew them to the end of the war. Well, I just thing was a better but Jeff's regards as racism the belief that some state. countries technology is less than well, again, I've read this to do many times that the United States prior to World War II thought that it was impossible that Japan could possibly have better technology and there certainly but was racism prior to World Japanese. War II it, it was yes, because it was. they didn't think the economy could time, support that kind of economic in the United States Army that the oh, Japanese goodness. had short eyesight well, and you, ser you seriously believe you seriously believe that we that we shouldn't be planning for the future again just like the Americans didn't plan for the war that was coming that's what we need to be doing as well, and the war that's most likely to come to us is going to come from the Middle East and from uh, from uh, uh, Arab people who are extremely mad, and from Muslims who are extremely mad. Star Wars will then not stop. Then it's a good thing the U.S. went there. In a it will not strike, stop a it? single one of them. <laughs> well, except for the secular country Iraq, where they don't didn't live until now. Now lots of them. Iraq are, of is, a, is a very different we can't get onto situation, that one. Jeff. But that's fundamentally, we need to stop the guys who want to kill Ryan, us. Ryan, we'll just just turn the mics down. We'll let them go because <laughs> they don't want to stop today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being part of the program, and thanks to Bob and Jeff for another Thanks, lively edition. <laughs> left, right, and center. <laughs> we'll look forward to having them join us again next week to take a look at another one of the big issues from the news and get the perspective from the left and the right and occasionally from some fuzzy place in the center where I'll be standing. I don't need no doctor Cause I know what's in it Eric Clapton? No. Stevie Winwood? No. I'll give you two more. Turned up. Not Ray Charles. Yeah, it is. Oh, really? Isn't that something? It's this funny little head, this little earpiece that you don't get the real. Yeah. Brother Ray. 
Welcome back to the program. This is Talk of the Town. I'm Jim Chapman. You know, a really interesting discussion we just had left, right, and center with Bob and Jeff about the, uh, the anti-missile thing. And I know this is, this is not as big an issue in Canada as it's going to be. But it strikes me, and I think you probably know where I stand on this, that I always prefer to err on the side of prudence and human perfidy. I don't like doing that. I don't like planning. I don't like basing my planning on the belief that somebody out there has got it in for me and sooner or later is going to try to get me. Not me personally, but history shows us that unfortunately that is the reality. And the nations that refuse to accept that reality do not last as nations. It's just, to me, it's a simple observation of history that would bring me to that conclusion. But I listen to Bob and, and Jeff talk about it here and argue about it, and, uh, and I understand both their positions. But here's the problem, and here's what I think is the significant difference. If Bob's wrong, and we never have any need for an anti-missile system in North America, if we never use it, we never have any need for it. If, if Bob's wrong and we didn't need to build it, and, of course, you make the argument, well, just because it doesn't get used doesn't mean that building it didn't, ha didn't have a purpose. That's a whole other issue. But just say for the sake of argument that we never used it. And, and, and let's say, and, 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 and nobody ever tried to do anything anyway, so you understand what I'm saying. If Bob's wrong, what happens? Well, we spent billions and billions and billions of dollars, admittedly, no argument from me. We spent a ton of money. What have we lost? Well, we've lost a ton of money. If Jeff's wrong, what happens? We've saved a ton of money, but we might very well get whacked by a missile from somebody. It's not likely that the Russians are going to launch a full-scale attack against us, but in 1989, before the fall of the wall, it wasn't likely that that tremendous cataclysm, that total change in human events was going to take place either. So today we say, well, the Russians are, they're, you know, if, even if they're not our friends, they're not actively our enemies. Well, not today. The Chinese, the Chinese have made their position very, very, very clear over the years. Anybody who studies Chinese history and studies the Chinese government has made it very clear. They believe that, uh, that they are superior to the rest of us. In the same way that in World War II, the Japanese believed the same thing, that their culture was inherently superior, that they were inherently superior beings, and that it was their right to rule. Well, you can make all the mush you want out of doing trade with the Chinese and improving their human rights and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not talking about Chinese people here. I'm talking about the Chinese government. The government believes and has believed for a very long time that, uh, that you know, they have a right to rule. So they may be our friends now, but there's no long-term gain for us with China. Unless trade does indeed turn them around and changes their political system, in which case we've got some hope for the future. But it just seems to me that anybody who thinks that there's no danger other, just because Al-Qaeda blows up trains with a backpack, that, that the idea of a missile defense system has no value to us. Just simply ask yourself this question. What if you're wrong? If the people who support it are wrong, we've wasted billions of dollars, but... We'll make billions more. We're a prosperous society. If the people who oppose it are wrong, if we lose even one city, what's a city worth? Well, some people would say it's not worth the billions we'll pay. I won't use the old argument, you know, one human life is too many, because 
life shows us that that's not true. Life shows us that one human life really isn't worth very much, unless it happens to be yours or mine. It isn't really, in the grand scheme of things, worth very much. You know, we allow people to kill themselves willy-nilly with cars in our society. We could stop that, but we don't. So there's certainly a price on life. Anyway, just a thought for you. If, if you're standing around the water cooler later and this comes up about this, uh, the missile defense system, Somebody says, what does that idiot Chapman think about it? You tell them that that idiot Chapman supports it. And that's why. Because I'm afraid not to. I'm afraid. I, 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 you know, I, I, I think Jeff's position is a, is a, you know, it's an intellectually defensible position. And he may very well be right. And if he's right, then I'm a happy guy. But if he's wrong, we're in a lot more trouble than if I'm wrong and Bob's wrong.